Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Across the Pond Sports Podcast. Uh, we've got our week 5 preview coming up with Casey. Um Looking forward to that one. Um, a lot of good games coming up this weekend. Uh, Packers and Lions are on a bye week, so no games for them. They get a week of, of rest. Um, but no rest for us uh, across the Pond Sports Podcast. We are continuing um, our, our season um, with this Week 5 preview. Uh, remember, if you want to get a hold of us um, or get to us on social media, you certainly can do so. Um, you can get us at Across the Pond Sports Pod on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter at ATP Sports Pod. Um, do join the groups um, that we have on social media. Uh, do follow us. Um, it's great to get some input from you guys. Um, we've got a lot of avid listeners um, that are coming in with some feedback and stuff. So um, it all helps because um, we want to make sure we can put a, a really good podcast uh, together for you. Um, and as always, the podcast is presented by uh, Fanatics for all your fan gear, whether that be NFL, NBA, WNBA, whatever it is uh, that you're looking for, um, get on to Fanatics. We've got links um, all over the place um, on social media, uh, and on the pod as well. So um, do have a, a click on that and uh, go shopping. Uh, it certainly s- helps us and supports the podcast as well. Um, so what we'll do then is we will quickly move on to our week five preview. So with Katie right after this. Okay, so we are back for our week five preview. Um, Katie's here with us. There's a few things to just touch on just before we get into the games. Uh, The first news um, is coming out of New Orleans. Uh, So the Monday night game scheduled there uh, against the Chargers. Um, At the moment, they're looking at potentially relocating this game to Indianapolis, uh, Lucas Oil Stadium, just because of Hurricane Delta. Um, and, and the issues that that poses uh, ahead of Monday Night Football. Um, at the moment, they're just looking at it as a, a potential move. Uh, nothing uh, has been confirmed as yet. Um, and the other big news just now is the Dolphins 
um, the Miami team uh, and the uh, Tampa Bay and Jaguars. Uh, they have been told by the um, governor uh, of Florida, uh, DeSantis, that they can now fill their stadiums to the rafters uh, for the rest of the season. <laughs> they can have at it. Um, the, the Dolphins have quickly come out and said that they will not do this, uh, that they're going to stick to the 13,000 fans uh, and not go over this. Uh, DeSantis has indicated that he wants to see a full stadium uh, in Tampa uh, come Super Bowl Sunday in February. Don't know how um, I don't know how possible that's going to be. Um, going for big full stadiums at this time when players are coming down with COVID, the president's coming down with COVID. Is this a wise move? I, I, I when, when you said that, it blew my mind that any NFL team would try and fill a stadium full of people right now. It's It makes zero sense to me. And I I hope that the league steps in and says you you have to operate at a limited capacity because that's just that's senseless um and it could potentially put a lot of people in danger um like you said there's a lot of people that are coming down with covid uh, player wise the president just um is recovering from covid so it really doesn't make sense to try and fill a stadium full of 50,000 fans um you know yelling <laughs> all over yeah. each other um so i hope that it doesn't happen <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the Dolphins, I think, they were named by DeSantis, so they came out really quickly and were like, hold the phone, we, we are not filling this stadium, absolutely not, we've got no plans to, 13,000 is, is going to be our limit for this season. Um, the Buccaneers and the Jaguars haven't kind of come out and addressed this as yet. Um, I, I would imagine they probably follow suit, much like Miami, uh, and, and they kind of go with what they've been doing so far. They have had fans um, in limited numbers as well. But you've got it. If one of those two teams decided, you know what, let's just fill our stadium. I mean, <laughs> Jag- Jaguars can't fill it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so really, the only team you're looking at are the Bucks. Um, I mean, but I, I can't see them. Even for the Super Bowl, I don't see that stadium being full. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because the Packers just came out today and said that they're not going to have any fans at their games indefinitely because of um, the the rise in cases in the Wisconsin area. So yeah. I, it's, it's, you know, unfortunately, it has become more of a political thing here in the United States. And, um, you know, some teams are you know, depending on what city that and state that they're in, are trying are are doing different measures to try and prevent the the spread of COVID. But I just I feel like it's most people enjoy watching the game on TV now. Anyways, what is one season um, playing without fans or with limited fans in attendance really going to hurt? Um, and people will come back and and want probably even more so next year uh, to watch games because if if COVID's all fixed um, and, and wrapped up and there's a, a, a not a cure, but, a, a, you know, if, if things are back to normal somewhat, I feel like more people are going to be wanting to get out because everyone's yeah. just tired of being inside. So I yeah, think that, I mean, it's- that that's the problem we've had in Scotland. A lot of people now over the last month or so have been going back out and, and very much thought, oh, business as usual. Let's go out. Let's go down the pub, have a couple of pints. Let's 
go to see the cinema, let's go here, there and everywhere. And the situation that we're in in Scotland now is they're looking at a, another national lockdown, but one that is much tighter than the one that we had um, during the summer. Um, and they're saying it could last up until Christmas. So um, cases are spiking all around the world. It's not, not isolated to America. Um, sports has been put on hold a couple of times in Scotland, and, and we're only a small nation. Um, we in, in comparison to, uh, yeah, I think we I, I joked earlier that probably Scotland could fit into Denver um, quite easily. Um, so I think the way that the the NBA, the WNBA, have handled their kind of bubbles has really worked. They've not had any positive cases, um, even the NHL as well, and they were playing up in Canada. They've done really well. Um, but I think when you are going to play without a bubble, um, as the Major League Baseball has done and now the NFL, you are going to get cases. And we've seen that last week, and schedules being moved around and bye weeks being changed. To have fans come in, you're just creating a big Petri dish of, mm-hmm. of people who are just going to end up getting COVID. Yeah, and I, I think that that's a really good point because it, as with football, you know, like there's so many uh, players on, and staff and personnel that's, you know, involved in a football team that they already have their own, you know, small city, <laughs> each team yeah. does. And so, they're, and then if they're going home to their families and, and it's, it's already um, their own little, like you said, Petri dish of, of uh, you know, COVID being a possibility of being passed around. And uh, we, I just don't see how we could potentially do a bubble for the NFL. Um, it seems like they're not, have no plans of doing that anytime soon. Um, and already this week, there's been new tests. There are new positive tests. Um, I know that Stefan Gilmore for the Patriots tested positive. Um, a couple more Titans players tested positive and um, a Raiders player tested positive. Um, so, I mean, these positive tests are continuing to happen. And if you throw fans in the mix, um, again, yelling and screaming, and um, it is airborne, you know, so it, yeah. I just think that it, you're asking for trouble. Um, that really doesn't need to even happen. I mean, just keep fans at home, you know, try and keep these, these teams that are so large as it is um, to their own, you know, potential spread of the virus, I guess, so. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's something that, only Florida has, has come out and said, yeah, go have at it, have as many fans as you want, open the doors. <laughs> um, I, I can't see, I mean, you mentioned Wisconsin, I, I can't see any other states being silly enough um, to, to do this. And whether it's political, whether it's not, it, it's just dangerous, I think, all around. Everyone knows that this virus has killed a million people worldwide which in the grand scheme of how many people are in the world isn't a great big percentage, but that's a million people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has a, a major impact um, on the people that are still living. You know, that it has, you've got um, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters that have passed away because of this virus. And I think it's just a bad call um, by, by Florida uh, to try and have fans. It's, uh, it's not going to go well. Um, we'll keep an eye on it and, and see see if uh, the Jaguars or, or Tampa Bay 
do come out and do say something different from the, the Dolphins, it certainly will be interesting to see what happens. Uh, but we'll move on to nicer things <laughs> and actual football. Um, so we'll move along to the uh, Thursday night game, um, which will be uh, Tom Brady, 7-0 and on Thursday night football. Um, three and one this season with the Bucks. Um, he's taking on the sh- three and one Chicago Bears. Um, this is this is actually going to probably be a decent game. Um, probably not a big game, but I, I think this is probably going to be pretty decent and a pretty comfortable win for the Bucks. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Nick. Fol- again, Thursday night games, I never know what to expect. Um, so it's it. it Typically, I think that if this were on Sunday, I'd say, yes, absolutely, the Bucks can do it. But it might be a little bit closer than people think because, one, it's a short week, and these Thursday games are always interesting. Two, uh, the Bucks have some injuries. I know that uh, Godwin is out. Uh, Mike Evans was injured. Uh, Fournette was injured. They lost O.J. Howard. I mean, so they are dealing with a whole bunch of injuries, not that – you know, Tom Brady can't find, you know, Scotty Miller or some of these other guys on, on the Bucks offense. But um, it's, I think it's going to be a little bit closer than what people would anticipate. Um, I actually, I do have the Bucks winning this game, um, but I only have them winning it by four. Because again, I don't know really what to expect from that, yeah. uh, from that team right now. So, yeah, so I think we're, Along thinking along the similar lines, so I have uh, the Bucks winning by five. Okay, um, and and that is just what you've said. Thursday night game, short week, just throws up all kind of if spots and maybes, and if a team's up for it, Bucks do have a lot of injuries. The Bears have two quarterbacks that are pretty, pretty lame, <laughs> and Ducks at, at, at the moment. Um, I think if there was another quarterback out there, <clears throat> Colin Kaepernick, um, then they might want to go out and get someone else. Um, you never know. Um, we'll see what see what happens. Um, moving along then to Sunday, there's a, a nice big slate of Sunday games. So far, none of them are off. Um, so we're going to start off with the Rams and Washington football team. The Washington football team have just come out today and said that Haskins has been Bench. Finally, well, this <laughs> <laughs> you've been calling for. It for I, a while. I called um, for it, you know, before the season started. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think that this will make a, a big impact um, for Washington? I think that that's what they're hoping for. Um, you know, Kyle Allen's going to be starting for the Washington Footballers, um, and. Alex Smith will be the backup backup and Haskins isn't even going to be active, I guess. So there has got to be some unhappy uh, locker room right now, chemistry between uh, Ron Rivera and, and Haskins. So it's, you know, a big change from, you know, I think he was a former first round pick, uh, but I don't, like I said, I just don't think he's really that great of a, um, you know, quarterback, um, but they're, they're one in three and, uh, they they need something to turn the ship around. Um, he's play he you know Rivera brought had Kyle Allen play with him um, back with the Panthers, so he knows what to expect from him. And I think that uh, that's just kind of what he's hoping for is someone that's going to go in there and not make mistakes. Um, and hopefully that that turns him around. I just 
again, I don't foresee this actually being a, uh, a necessarily a close game, but um, the, the Rams are three and one. And I think that they still have a lot of question marks around their offense right now. Their running game has seemed inconsistent and they need to uh, kind of get that figured out a little bit more before I consider them uh, a playoff worthy team. But if they win this game against Washington, then I think that they will uh, definitely secure themselves as a NFC powerhouse um, against a lot of other teams. But if they lose to Washington, it's definitely going to be like, haha, yes, they definitely have some question marks. Yeah, so I think um, Riviera has already come out and said basically that he's not in this job to make friends. Um, Haskins is just going to have to suck yeah. it up um, for, for want of a better term, um, which is right. I mean, he's, he's not played well. Um, he didn't have an interception last week. However, he's, he's not really setting the world on no. fire. Um, like you say, you, you've not been a fan of him since before the season even started. <laughs> um, the, the, on the other side, the Rams, yeah, they, they've started through the beginning of the season. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think they get this one. I, I, I'm, I'm tipping them to, to win this one big-ish. Um, so I, I've taken the Rams by 13. I'm actually, I'm taking the Rams too, but I'm only taking them by seven. I think that Kyle Allen is by going seven. to bring more consistency to that uh, Washington offense and hopefully light a little bit of a fire under them. Um, but uh, I, like I said, the, the Rams, the, they're, they're, they're making me nervous. They don't really look super dominant like they have in years past, but hopefully it's just, you know, lack of preseason and they're just getting started. Yeah. Uh, the next game then we're heading to Nashville, maybe. Um, the, the Buffalo Bills are traveling to see the Tennessee Titans. Both teams uh, are, well, the Bills are 4-0, and the Titans are 3-0 and after missing last week. Um, so one team at the end of this is going to come out with a loss. Who do you think is going to be that team? I think that this is going to be a really, really good game, in my opinion, um, if it's played. Uh, again, like I said, two more of the yeah. Titans have tested positive, and uh, if they end up having another situation like last week, I, I, I guess that is a good question for you, James. I don't know. What, what do you think will happen if they decide to postpone this game? Do you think that they even would? Or um, if, if more positive tests continue coming out, or are they just going to have to increase their – their uh, IR list. I think um, it's a tough one, and I think it's a tough one for the league. They're trying to weigh up a whole schedule, not just a schedule for one team, because as we've seen last week, you you change the schedule for one team, it changes it for yep. them all pretty much. Um, I, I think the Titans play it, and I think they're, they're kind of much like New England were. I don't think New England were too happy having to play this game at the weekend um, without Cam Newton. Um, and I think the Titans are told, you've got a bunch of reserve guys, you've got a bunch of guys in the practice squad, you're going to have to use them because we can't afford the time to get your guys all fit, healthy again because um, it's just going to take too long. I mean, for some people, it could take up to two weeks to kind of be fully isolated and and, and get rid of this virus. So you can't wait that long, especially if you've got more and more fresh cases every day. So um, I, I think th there was a, a team training session at a high school um, today. Uh, apparently that went okay. 
there wasn't a lot of contact involved, but I think it was just getting the guys kind of moving again. Um, I think the game goes ahead. I think the Bills win, um, and I have them winning by three. I well, I guess I was just while you were talking there, I just saw something pop up on my phone from uh, uh, one of the many fantasy football leagues I'm in. Is that if if any more people <laughs> on the Titans test positive, um, that there will be no rescheduling, and that it's just going to be a forfeit. Um, oh, which wow. that's huge okay. news. I mean, like I guess that means it's that super is- guys. Guys, you gotta take this seriously, and you're gonna get for it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's really big news. If it is just a forfeit um, to the Bills, forfeit. so, um, but I mean, that's something to keep an eye on. But again, I uh, I think that the Bills are able to win this game uh, just because Tennessee has had enough with COVID going on in their locker room. I think that they've had enough uh, other struggles and uh, things to take their mind off the game. So, I think that the Bills will win this game, and I have them winning it by fourteen. By 14. Okay, so you're yeah. big. Okay, um, so we'll move it along then to the Eagles and the Steelers. Um, Eagles have been inconsistent. However, they're still top of their division <laughs> somehow. Um, and, and the Steelers have been pretty consistent and have had a week off. Um, a free week, if you like, because obviously the, the, the whole issue with the Titans last week. Um, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go right out of the bat here. I'm going to see say Ben has had a good rest um, he's raring to go, he probably was last week as well um, and, and I'm going to take the Steelers, I'm going to take the Steelers pretty big I'm going to take them by 18. I also think the Steelers are going to win, I have them winning this by 7, um, I think that the week off is going to be great for the Steelers um, unfortunately it happened at week 4 and not week I think 8 like originally planned because yeah. of week 4 bye is pretty early in the season but yeah, I think that they're going to come out and be ready to play because they wanted to play last week and they weren't able to. So I think that they're going to come out and play in front of – they're going to allow uh, – the Steelers are allowing 5,500 fans into the, the stadium this week. So I think they're going to come out and play great in front of those those fans. Yeah, I, I think um, it's something that uh, – a place like Heinz Field is quite synonymous with its fans. Um, much like the Cleveland Browns and the, the Dog Pound or whatever it's called. Um, so I think the Steelers as well, I think they have a, a pretty strong fan base that can get really loud. Uh, and I, I reckon it probably doesn't matter the, the amount of fans that are going to be in there. The players are going to feel it. So, um, yeah, I definitely have the, the Steelers uh, in this one. Um, we'll quickly move it along then to that place where everyone goes to get <laughs> injured, uh, MetLife Stadium. Uh, now, unfortunately for me, that is, um, my Cardinals, well, not my Cardinals, but my Kyler Murray, who is on my fantasy team and who I got starting this week um, since Green Bay have a, a bye week. Um, so I've got no Aaron Rodgers to rely on. So I'm relying on Kyler oh, Murray. Should I, should I rely on Kyler Murray or is the Jets going to sneak a win? I think here? it could be a sneaky win, honestly, um, for the Jets, but... Uh, you know, last time Joe Flacco played was right here in Denver, and um, we don't, we sure don't miss him. But he, you know, he does have a, a big arm, um, and the the Jets are are awful. I mean, let's let's be real. And um, Arizona lost a game that they shouldn't have last week um, against Carolina. So I think that 
I do think that the Cardinals get back on track and that they are able to win against the Jets. I have them winning this week by 10. By 10. Okay, so I also have uh, the Cardinals winning. Um, However, I have them winning by 12. Um, I I think Kyler Murray's, yeah, he's had a bit of a knock last week. I think he bounces back this week. He's a young guy. I I think that kind of just... Brush it. He brushes that right over him and, and just bashes on with the Jets. He'll know himself that the Jets are there for the taking, um, and it's an opportunity for him to to get back and the whole of the Cardinals organization to get back on track um, and, and head towards a, a playoff spot. And they they need to be beating teams like the Jets to do that. So um, I am very very positive um, on, on the Cardinals. Um, we will then move along. Uh, to the Raiders and the Chiefs. Yeah, Raiders and Chiefs. Yeah, this is. This, this is I think a big this is going to be a good game. Um, this is AFC West, and I think those are the the best two teams in the AFC West. I think that the Raiders are uh, looking to prove themselves as as one of the better teams in the in the AFC. You know, like like I've said before, I think that the the Chiefs are on another level from the rest of the NFL. Um, but if the Raiders can hang in there, kind of like how the Chargers did. Um, I think that the I think that the Raiders yeah. could, if they're able to hang in there and keep Mahomes uh, dialed in or not dialed in, you know, under control for four quarters. And if it, it does go to overtime, I think that the Raiders are going to be able to pull off a win. Um, but it's just they have to keep him contained and play really good defense uh, against those KC wide receivers. Um, but I think that this is going to be a, a really close game. This is actually my, my game of the week. Um, you know, like I said, I, AFC West fan here because of the Broncos. And so it's always interesting seeing some of the competition that you play more often play against each other. But these two, I think that the Raiders are on their way up and I think that the, uh, they should give the chiefs a really good game. Okay, so I'm still taking the Chiefs to win, but I think it's going to be a close game. <laughs> I have the Chiefs winning this one by eight. Yeah. By eight. Okay. Um. So I have the Chiefs winning by ten. Um. So pretty pretty close there. Um. And and for the sheer fact that I don't think they can quite hold on to Mahomes for a whole four quarters, I think there's going to be lapses on the side of the Raiders' defense. Um, and I just think that Mahomes has got too many weapons that he can go to. Um, I mean that. I mean they, they, even the blitz from the Raiders um, can be can be good and can be effective, but I, I just don't think it's going to be a hundred percent against uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs. Um, I think the Raiders do have a good offense, and I, I think if it wasn't for the the offense as well. Um, I think this game would probably be a, a wider kind of margin uh, for the Chiefs. But I think the, the Raiders have a decent offense. I think Derek Carr uh, and John Gruden have, have really kind of meshed well together. They've not done that in previous years. And I think they have really kind of got it together. So, um, yes, I've taken the Chiefs by 10. You've taken them by 8. Um, and we shall move along to the Jaguars and the Texans. Yeah. Um, this, this is again. a good game. I, I think it – it's surprising that this game is what, you know, what we're saying is going to be a good game because I think that when we were looking at the schedule before the season started, we would have been like, Oh, well there's an easy win for the Texans, but yet who has the better, better record right now? The Jags do. And there, there's a you know new head coach in, you know, Houston and 
does that kind of give the Texans a little bit of a, a fire in their belly to get out there and get a win? Maybe, but I think that I do think the Texans are going to win this game. They're going to get their first win of the season because Deshaun Watson has he's got to get it started sometime, and he's maybe he was just kind of feeling a little bit you know constrained and but I think that the Texans offense is better than the Jaguars defense and that's why the Texans are going to win the game I think that the Jags are going to be able to put up points um, but the Texans are going to be able to finally get things up and running um, and hopefully start getting back on track to to being the team that they they should be this year Okay, so the Texans, um, so some stories came out, um, as they usually do after a coach has been fired. Um, J.J. Watt had a, a big set two with uh, Bill O'Brien uh, in week three. Um, and then uh, just after the game, in, in a post-game conference, J.J. Watt said, yeah, we need to make a big change. A big change needs to be needed. It needs to be done now before it's too late. The next day, Bill O'Brien is fired. Um, so uh, I think that the Texans will be up for this. However, I, I kind of err on the side of caution. But in the UK, when uh, a soccer team uh, loses a manager, they, they fire a manager, you usually see a good kind of three or four games of results thereafter um, because the players have started playing for the new manager. I don't always see that in the NFL or in American sports as a whole. Um, there sometimes needs to be this kind of bedding in period. Um, so I, I've got the Texans uh, losing this one. Um, I've got Jav taking Jacksonville. Oh, look at you. Six. Okay. Yeah I, yeah. I think the Jacksonville surprised a lot of teams this year. You're, I mean, a lot of nobody wanted to be there, it seems like. None of the, the best players wanted to be there. No. And I think that that might have given the rest of the guys that are there. I mean, they still have to have 52 guys on the roster and those 52 guys want to be there. And so they're going to play their heart out to prove that they, yeah. hey, don't draft my position with one of your many draft picks that you're getting yeah. because you've traded away all of our best players. <laughs> like, don't draft my position. I deserve to be here. And that's exactly what Gardner Minshew has done. And a, a lot of those, you know, DJ Chark, I, I think that these guys are playing with passion and they want to win games and they want to be there. Um, so I think that the Jaguars are on their way up. Um in the in the NFL again, but I I just think that the Texans have too much talent to not win this game. So oh, I'm sorry, that, that's by. why you're at. Okay, yeah, um, I'm taking the Texans by ten. <laughs> by ten, okay. Um, so yeah, we're we're pretty much on opposite ends of the scale um, for Jaguars Texans. Uh, we'll move it along then. A game that I'm not looking forward to. Um, however, I think it will be a very high scoring game just not on the side that I'm looking for, is the Bengals at the Ravens. Uh, my guy, Joe Burrow, got his first win uh, <laughs> last weekend, did immensely well. He has done in every game, let's be honest. Um, but he's going up against the Ravens. He's going up against Lamar Jackson. And I think this this could be a, a really, really long day uh, if you're uh, Joe. I think he, he's going to find it tough. It's... <sighs> I, I think that this is not a game that Joe Burrow will win. Um, the, like we were talking about on our last episode, I think that Lamar Jackson, as you've put it perfectly, is kind of running in second gear right now, and he's just getting started. Um, he's he's going to be able to run 
over the, the Bengals defense and he's hopefully going to be able to throw. Uh, I think that it's going to be kind of his coming out party for the year for this, this season. Um, not that Joe Burrow won't have a good game. I think that he's still going to be throwing the ball for 50, 40, 50 times, and they're going to keep on letting him throw it and see what, what he can do because he's making stuff happen for the offense. But uh, the Bengals defense is still in transition. They're not uh, a powerhouse defense yet to, to be able to stop a quarterback like Lamar Jackson. So I think that the Ravens are going to win this game by 12. By 12. Okay. So originally I had this written down as uh, a Ravens win by 14. However, I've since changed my mind and I've oh. taken it to 21. Um, I, I think this is actually going to be a – I know I went big with Ravens last week, but I think this this is a week that they, uh, they do particularly well against a, a lackluster defense that the, the Bengals have. Yeah, it's – like I said, I, I, you're so right with um, Lamar Jackson kind of just still getting up and going. They've played a lot of really tough teams so far this year, um, and I think that they're – He's just taking a little bit longer to get ready. So, I mean, like, typically we have, what, a four-week preseason? It's now week five. So this yeah. would be, like, his typical first game of the season. And I think that he's going to come out and be guns blazing. He's going to be that MVP guy that we saw from last year. So I think that it'll be a really exciting uh, – I think it'll be a good game. Um, but I do think that the Ravens are going to be able to just overpower that Bengals defense. Definitely agree with that one. Uh, we'll move it along then to the Panthers at the Falcons, uh, the 0-4 Falcons. I didn't <laughs> think I'd be saying that. Um, the Panthers are 2-2. Two and two. They've had a pretty pretty steady season. Um, they've not really set the world on fire themselves. Um, but, you know, they, they're, they're moving it along. Um, Atlanta have won eight of the last nine games against Carolina. But I don't think that record can account for anything this week. Um, and I, I heavily am going for the Panthers on this one. Um, and I'm going for them by... Four. I'm also picking the Panthers to win this game because I think that the Falcons' defense right now looks terrible. They they look horrible out there. And um, they, they, do, they do have a lot of injuries. But unless they can stop a team from just we saw it on Monday night football, Aaron Rodgers was able to just pick and choose whoever he, there was guys that were wide open throughout the game. And um, there, there's a lot of problems on the defense in Atlanta right now. And despite let's say Atlanta scores 45 points, their defense is going to allow the Panthers to score 55. I, I just think that it's way too bad of a defense to, to really keep the Falcons in a game against a team like the Panthers Maybe against like the Jets or the Broncos, it'd be a really exciting game and the Falcons could win. But I think that the Panthers are a better team and um, they are going to be able to come out. And Teddy Bridgewater is just getting started. Um, so I think that he's going to be able to uh, to definitely win this game. Yep. Yeah, now I'm with that one. Um, how, how much are you taking? I'm taking the Panthers, the, the Panthers to win this game by seven. By seven. So you have a full, full touchdown of. Yeah. Of uh, air there. Okay, so what we'll do then is we will take a, a really quick break and then we will be back with the Sunday night late games and also Monday night football. Okay, so we are back um, and we've got the late games for you now. Um, so we're going to head first to Levi Stadium 
and California. Um, and we have the 49ers at home to the Miami Dolphins. Big, big game for the 49ers. A lot of issues last weekend at the quarterback position. Do you see that settling down this week against the Dolphins? I think that the Dolphins are I, – I, I really don't understand why they're doing with, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think that maybe they should have just let Tua get the season started because um, Fitzpatrick's – after his last game, he's he's not looking that, that great. But the 49ers have so many injuries. Um, I, I guess Jimmy G is supposed to be coming back and playing uh, this week. So – That'll be good news for 49ers fans um, if they can start getting some of these big-name players back uh, starting. And uh, But I think that it's going to be a, a really easy game for, for the 49ers to win, depending on who's playing at quarterback. So if Jimmy G is still out, then it could be a little bit closer. But if we see Nick Mullins come in and put up the performance that he did last week um, before getting benched, um, then I think that – the Dolphins are going to be able to stay right in there and hang in this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if Mullins is in, I mean, I think he's proven that he, he's not an NFL quarterback. Um, At least not yet. I mean, yeah. he's not ready yet. <laughs> he's uh, he, he really has struggled um, last week, and and it, it it kind of became sore to to watch. Um, and then he got benched, which probably made it worse for him. Um, the Dolphins are are the Dolphins. They they seem to be kind of. I can't really get a, a fix on them. One week they're really good, the next week they're really bad, um, and it seems to go back and forth. They are one and three. They got one of those wins, but they just seem to have good weeks and bad weeks. This, if you go by the way that they've been going, this would be a good week for them. <laughs> However, they're going against the 49ers, who, yeah, they're getting some guys back. Hopefully, Jimmy G's back. Um, so I've I've taken uh, the 49ers by seven. I also picked the 49ers to win, but I have them winning this by 10. By 10, yeah. So we're probably in the same wavelength, I think, uh, with this one. I think, yeah, 49ers got it in the bag, hopefully. There we go. Um, so we'll move it along then to the Colts and the Browns. Now, both teams are 3-1. and one. Um, The Browns, let's be honest, we didn't expect them to be 3-1 and one at this point of the state, uh, season. Um, they've got the Colts, who have been pretty steady and and I would say good in the fact that they're winning games but probably not that great that it's not exactly been entertaining football um, from my perspective Um, but this could be different because the Browns will really have a go they want to get this fourth win they're going to have a real good go at the Colts yeah you know I think that it's going to be um, it's going to be a closer game than what what we might anticipate just because you'd say Cleveland and you instantly think terrible, but the (laughs) Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns are definitely turning some heads this year. Um, It'll be interesting to see how long uh, Nick Chubb is out for, but honestly, they, they didn't really miss him um, with Hunt and and Chubb's backup. They they did just fine. So I think that, it's going to be an interesting game. Um, and if you put the game in, you know, Rodrigo Blankenship's, the, the kicker for the Colts, if you put it in his in his hands again, I think that um, this will be the first time that I saw on Twitter something about uh, 
Blankenship has single-handedly outscored all of the opponents that the Colts have played this year, <laughs> if that makes sense. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pull up the tweet here. It's Rodrigo 14-11 over the Vikings, even though the final score was 28-11. You know, Rodrigo 10-7 over the Jets. I mean, like, the, he's kicking a lot of field goals, and they're letting them, they're, which is great for them, but they have to start scoring more touchdowns um, that the, the Colts do. I mean, that's the whole reason that they brought Phillip Rivers in. and you know, put Jacoby Brissett on as a backup again. I mean, like it, they brought him in so that they could have a more high powered offense. Um, and if he's just coming out and trying to just be a game manager, I don't think that the Colts will be able to win a game like that. I think that he, they need to come out and have him throwing for touchdowns and really taking over that game the way that Phillip Rivers, a veteran quarterback can do. Um so this is this is going to be a fun game, though. I, I think it's going to be really close. I have the uh, the Colts winning this one just by three. Okay. Um, so I've went the other way. Um, I've went with Odell Beckham, um, who he's a rhythm guy. And I think once he gets going, there's no stopping him. And I think he, he carries that into this week. Um, I've went uh, with the Browns by two. I mean, it's it just depends on how the the Colts defense, which has been really good so far this year, it depends on how they're going to do um, containing that run game. Because that, if you look at Baker Mayfield, he has really done nothing this year. Um, like that, he has not single handedly won the game. Um, he's only thrown for I think he's only thrown for like an average of like two hundred yards uh, for you know each game, which is pretty low for for your quarterback uh, but when they get that running game up and going it just opens everything up for them and um it, they're going to be missing Nick Chubb a lot but um yeah. it's it's going to be a better game than I think that what we would typically anticipate from from the Browns so well the Browns the Browns do have another guy that can throw the ball they have Landry yeah um, so um, <laughs> they have they have another guy there who can catch and throw the ball um so it'll be interesting to see if if there's any trick plays uh this week i don't know if the colts will maybe be be ready for those um but we'll, we'll turn it over to the, your broncos at the patriots um this uh, I, I think is cam newtonless uh from what i've seen so far um this this is a this is a game that the broncos could come in and actually give us a bit of a shock Oh, look at you. You're so optimistic for the Broncos. <laughs> I'm supposed to be a Broncos fan here. I, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, like, even though the, the Broncos are going to be, uh, they, they, got, they won a, a game, which is really exciting. Um, I don't think it's going to be the come the norm. Um, and if, if Cam Newton's back, like, I think that the Patriots will win this by 20. Um, but if we have to see, you know, Brian, the Brian Hoyer show again, it could yeah. be a lot closer. <laughs> it could, mm-hmm. it, it actually could be a close game. Um, it's, I, I just wish that the Broncos weren't so decimated with injuries and we could see more of Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton um, without, you know, Von Miller on defense too. I mean, if, if Cam's back, he's going to be able to move the ball at will. I, I don't think yeah. this is going to be a very exciting game um, for anyone except for Patriots fans. So I, I actually, it, it looks like Cam Newton is, 
supposed to come back this week. So I actually have the Patriots winning this by 20. By 20, okay. So I'm going to go down the route of Bill Belichick is playing the Broncos, who he is going to underestimate for the first time in his career. <laughs> um, and I have the Broncos winning by two. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm going for it. Oh, man. I, I don't think Cam Newton plays this week. I think Bill Belichick goes to Hoyer and says, look, this is your opportunity to, to kind of stake a claim and, and give Cam a bit of a, a bit of a joke because the, the whole him getting COVID and no one else in the team getting COVID at, at the time, it, it seems to me that he was maybe a bit irresponsible in how he ended up catching COVID. Um, however that may have been, they, they, no one's ever kind of said. So I, I, I think Bill Belichick teaches Cam a lesson this weekend, thinking that it's it's the Broncos and they're having a terrible season. They've got loads of injuries, um, and I I squeaky going for the Broncos. Whew. Well, I hope you're right. I I really enjoy seeing the Broncos win and play well, especially beating Josh McDaniels. That's always exciting out here in Broncos country to see Josh McDaniels lose. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, I I don't I. I just don't think the Broncos are going to be able to keep up and contain the the Cam Newton effect. So, yeah, we'll, well, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens. We'll have to, to see. Um, so we've got the, the my Cowboys, my flailing Cowboys, uh, taking on the Giants of New York, um, who are 0-4, Cowboys 1-3. Um, this, this isn't a game I think should normally – be very difficult for the Cowboys given how badly the Giants are and missing players and everything else. But I am I am slightly worried about this for the Cowboys because they have really struggled this season on defense. Offensively, amazing. Um Dak, Dak Prescott so far gets his contract at, at the end of the season if he wants it, if he wants to actually stay in Dallas. Um, because they have given him a defense that is completely obtuse they they have not been in games they've given stuff away so easily and so cheap um i am going for a cowboys win um however i'm being quite conservative um, i'm going for the cowboys winning by 10 and you think that's conservative i i think that the cowboys are good i think that that's a, a big win for the cowboys and they need a big win um and i think they get it this week i think that you know, they're getting a couple guys back on defense. Um, they're getting their defensive end, a linebacker, and a cornerback. Um, hopefully, are going to be coming back this week, I guess, uh, depending on how the practice week goes. You always, you never know. I mean, uh, Devontae Adams uh, for the Packers said, you know, oh, well, I thought I was healthy to play, but I guess the trainers know better. So, I mean, you never know. <laughs> they, they could end up sitting out a little bit longer. Um, but if they get some of those defensive guys back, they're, they're in good shape. And the way that Dak is playing right now is just off the charts. He's trying he's trying to have an MVP season here, um, but his his defense is not helping him out with that cause. And I think that they finally yes, step know. up. I think that they're they're able to turn it around. And I have them another game. I have another game winning of uh, the Cowboys winning by twenty. By twenty, okay. Um, so yeah, I mean Ezekiel Elliott's come out today and said that you know he has fumbled the ball a couple of times a season, which isn't something he's really done in, in previous seasons. Um, so he is talking about being a bit more conservative with his runs, 
because the he needs to protect the ball at all costs. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's a, a decent decent win for the Cowboys, and hopefully they can get the running game back. And they're going up against the Giants, who are absolutely terrible. Um, we we've both written them out of the the playoff picture mm-hmm. long ago. So, um, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, so we'll move it along to the late game on uh, Sunday. Um, although it's Monday in the UK at like one in the morning. Uh, so we've got the Seahawks 4-0 taking on the Vikings or 1-3. Russell Wilson uh, is 6-0 and against Minnesota and that's including playoff games. I think he makes it 7-0. and I'm right there with you. I think that he's going to make it 7-0 and too. Um, but I think this is going to be a close game. Uh, I, yeah. I love Sunday night football is my favorite uh game to watch uh I, I love the announcers on it and and the, the the tv crew that does the that does the work for sunday night and um so i'm really excited about this game i think that the vikings had some weird losses and you know question marks at the beginning of the season and the fact that they beat the texans last week uh is getting them on the right track so i think that they're going to go into this week and into this game with a lot of confidence and feeling good and feeling like they have uh, everything clicking again. And that's why I think it's going to come down to the very final uh, drive. I think it's going to come down to uh, them needing to get the ball in the end zone for, for a win. Um, but I think that the Seahawks are going to win this game, despite the Vikings best efforts. I have the Seahawks winning this by four. Okay. Um, so yeah, I've, I've got um, pretty close as well. So I've taken the Seahawks by seven. Uh, I think Russell Wilson is just ticking along nicely. Um, he, he's everything's working pretty well from the defense is, is pretty solid. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I just the Vikings have kind of yeah they started slow and they got a win, but they they still didn't look brilliant. Um, whereas the Seahawks have just kind of they've played some big games and against big teams and and done pretty well. So um, I've I've taken the Seahawks by seven. Um, our last game of the week, sadly. Um, as Monday Night Football, it is the Chargers um, potentially travelling to the Saints. So, well, as we said earlier, that might end up being Indianapolis, uh, depending upon the, the Hurricanes' trajectory. Um, this is a, a game that Saints haven't been great. They, they've been good. They're 2-2. Two and two. They've been good, but they haven't been the Saints, uh, if that makes any sense. And the Chargers have a young QB who is kind of making a name for himself. Absolutely. He's he's coming out and he's he's playing awesome. He is definitely trying to – we talked about it too, poor Tyrod Taylor. He always ends up getting hurt and then losing his job for the rest of the season. Uh, but I don't think – I don't think he has a job. Uh, he's he's going to be backing up Herbert because Herbert is just – He's just playing so so well, um, especially for a rookie. Um, but he's he's looking great, and this is typically you know a game between you know two veteran quarterbacks, you know, with Philip Rivers and, and Drew Brees. And um, I think that you know now Rivers is on the Colts, but I think that it's kind of a passing of the torch. And I actually see uh, Herbert is going to be able to. Uh, Surprise the Saints, and he's going to get the Chargers a victory because he's been going up against a lot of veteran quarterbacks and just barely losing those games. Um, and I think that this is the week that he's able to turn it around. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same. I think he's went up against some, some pretty big teams. He did look shaky uh, in his first official start, although without getting three minutes warning. Um, that I mean, that first game where he did get the three minutes warning, warning he was really, really good. Looked pretty well. The next week, he really didn't look great. There was a lot of nerves. And then last week, he again looked really kind of focused and ready to go, especially for such a young guy. Um, I see uh, Justin Herbert having a, a great game yet again and being quite exciting to watch. I'm looking forward to this game. This is actually my game of the week. Um, is the one I'm looking forward to, although I'll probably be watching it on Tuesday morning. Um <laughs> But I, I've taken the Chargers by seven. Yeah, and I mean, I think that that's a really. I think that the Chargers are going to come out and have some a lot of confidence in their their rookie quarterback. Um, Drew Brees just hasn't looked great. Um, I he's getting older, and um, I think that he's we we've missed out on a preseason, so maybe it's just taken them a couple games to get up and running. And he's definitely missing Michael Thomas. If Michael Thomas comes back, I think that changes everything. Um, but right now he's, he's not back. So that's why I'm picking the chargers. Uh, should he end up coming back? Then I think it's going to be a way closer game and, and the saints are going to be able to, to, to take the win. But um, right now he's out and this is when we're making our pick. So I'm picking the chargers and I have them winning this game by two. Okay, perfect. So that is week five um, in the books. Uh, I think there's a lot of good matchups in there, um, a lot of good games to to watch. Um, Red Zone will certainly be the place where I will be on Sunday uh, watching these games. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think as long as things like COVID and hurricanes kind of stay out of the way, um, we have a really exciting weekend of football ahead of us. Um, You've already said your 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 game of the week um, was the Raiders Chiefs. Though. That's right. I I think that's going to be a really good game, um, but between some some AFC West opponents and um, you know I two teams I really don't like, uh, but it's it's <laughs> I, I think it'll be a good game, and I I hope that uh, it ends up coming coming down to the wire because uh, we should get get some really good football. Yeah, I agree. I think that that game is, is going to be pretty um, out there as well. Um, the Packers and the Lions, they're on a bye week, so neither of those teams have a, have a, a game this weekend. That might be added to, you never know, um, depending on how the Titans go. But if it is going to be that they forfeit that game, um, that uh, gives the Bills an extra week of rest, if nothing else. Uh, and they don't even have to travel either, which is probably an added bonus for them. Um, it, it's been a great week um, with uh, last weekend's games, uh, this week ga- this weekend's games to look forward to. Um, other than football, um, do you have any plugs for this week? Uh, you know, make sure you, you follow me on Twitter uh, right, right now. I, I think that last tweet was you uh, bolstering about how far down I am. Uh, with the picks between you and I, what is the the total tally? I think you're like what you have to be up by at least ten on me. Um, so so we're doing it um, by by win week. So I've I've won two. Oh, weeks. okay. Well, that makes me feel like I actually have a little bit of a chance. I thought we were doing overall. Yeah. No, no, no. So I, I sorry, I've won three weeks, and then we we drew the first week. Okay. So. Well, it's oh. 
Oh, and one for me, so, or oh, three and one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, that, you know, I still have a chance to come on back. So I, I thought it would be we doing overall, but um, yeah, follow me on Twitter. It's fun, uh, underscore Katie Brinkley. Follow me on Instagram. Lots of great social media tips. And uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can uh, connect on on Instagram, XX Social, Twitter, underscore Katie Brinkley, and listen to my podcast, Rocky Mountain Marketing. Yeah, and it's a good podcast. You had another episode this week um, that I had a little listen to. It was all about Instagram security. Um, and I actually found it really interesting because it's not something I really thought of before. Yeah. Um, people's accounts being hacked and everything else. It's just, I think it's something that you probably don't think about until it actually happens to you. Yeah, so. that, definitely make sure you have that two-factor authentication on, for real. There's, there's a lot of m- mean people that just want to take over your social accounts and i don't understand why yeah i don't see why why a, a across the pond sports podcast you would be surprised yeah <laughs> but there you go um well thanks so much again for joining us for for week five's preview um a lot of good football as we say um and we will uh, catch you next week with our review of week five Thank you so much to Katie for joining us again for for week five, um, the preview of this weekend's game. As we've said, a lot of great games ahead. I'm excited for this weekend. It is going to be awesome. Um, If you want to get us on uh, social media, Across the Pond Sports Pod, uh, on Facebook and Instagram, at ATP Sports Pod, uh, on Twitter. Um, I'm running a lot of polls and things on games that are coming up. Um, we've been doing it with the the NBA Finals and WNBA Finals and uh, Major League Baseballs and its playoffs now as well. Um, WNBA Finals are, are now done. Uh, so well done to the Seattle Storm. Uh, they uh, swept the Los Angeles Aces pretty significantly. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they build upon that for next season. Um, and if Elena Deladon's back for Washington, what that means for the WNBA next season. That's something to look out forward to uh, next year. Um, the NBA itself, oh, wow. Uh, it is a finals, uh, definitely. Jimmy Butler is is doing all he can to will that team through uh, the Lakers, but the Lakers are are leading it 3-1, uh, to one. so it's, it's a tough night ahead uh, for Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. Hopefully they can uh, extend that finals a bit more, um, give give LeBron a bit more of a, a jolt, hopefully. Um, but we have a lot of a great stuff going on social media, so do follow us, um, do drop us a note. Um, trying to maybe set something up so we can see where all our fans are uh, and who's all listening so we can get like a map of the world and you guys can um, plant your flag uh, as to where you are in the world. Uh, it'd be great to see that as well. Um, so we'll get something set up at some point. But um, a great weekend of football, as I say. Um, great to have you uh, along for this preview and do join us next week for our week five review. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.